Welcome to Top of the Game with Javier Sade, where we talk to amazing people that are shaping the world. These lightning round talks explore what makes remarkable leaders tick. Thinkers and doers pushing humankind forward and at the top of their games. Impactful insights, global perspectives, valuable wisdom you can use every day in your life and work. This is Top of the Game. Enjoy today's episode. Here's Javier. Paul Kane has had one of the most remarkable careers in the worlds of media and entertainment. He is currently president of Endeavor's IMG events and on-location businesses, overseeing a diverse and global portfolio of consumer experiences, hospitality, and brand partnerships. Endeavor as a whole is a $5 billion a year top-line business, and Paul contributes a significant part of that. The company has partnerships with 150 rights holders, including the NFL, NCAA, UFC, the Olympics, and many more. They own, produce, commercially represent hundreds of events globally. Before joining Endeavor, Paul held leadership roles in several media companies, including Chief Revenue Officer of Bloomberg, Chief Executive Officer of Westwood One, and various leadership roles at time. He is founder of PC Ventures, member of the board of Magnite, chairman of the board of the Engine Group. The list goes on and on. And as he says, live events are communities. Let's get to it. So Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Javier. It's good to see you. So you have had leadership positions at some of the largest media companies in the world. Time, Bloomberg, Westwood One. And now you run IMG events and on location, which are part of Endeavor, itself a massive company, five billion in revenues, like a billion of cash flow last year. And the portfolio of properties you guys have is just stunning. Wimbledon, Super Bowl, UFC, marathons, rugby, New York Fashion Week, it's crazy. Can you describe your your business? Because from the outside in, it just looks like just a remarkable bunch of stuff. Well, it's a pleasure. First of all, thank you for having me. It's it, it's exciting to be here and to be talking with you. So I I do work for Endeavor, which you described the the macro portfolio there. I I'm I'm involved with one division of Endeavor, which is IRBC, the IMG event side of the business, as well as on location, and that is where. Uh, a number of the premium events and premium experiences exist. So let me let me explain. So IMG events is part of IMG, and IMG is a very large portion of Endeavor. But the event side of it um, are is is where we uh, own and sometimes operate the. Uh, well, actually, we own, we sometimes own. We always operate the events around sports like. Uh, we, uh, the M Madrid Open, we're also mm -hmm. a partner in the Miami Open in the world of tennis. In the world of entertainment, where we just had a Barbie exhibit in parallel with uh, the release of the movie in Santa Monica this past year. We also do immersion, immersive experiences on the event side, like we do with Winter Wonderland in the UK. And then we own a unique cultural type of events like Freeze Art Fair, uh, which is for the art collectible market, or we are a partner in the Barrett-Jackson business, which is in the auto collectible department. Uh, and, and there's a wide range of businesses that we work in. We also have within IMG a partnership and sponsorship team that goes and sells sponsorships and partnerships, not just for products in our portfolio, but outside of our portfolio. The on-location business is, uh, is really comprised of a partner to rights holders in sports, music, entertainment, where we take some of their premium inventory 
pair it with hospitality and experiences mm-hmm. and create unique end-to-end experiences that go beyond the ticket in the seat. Um, so the two businesses work really well together because where IMG is where we go from t- the first ticket to the last and what's the product on the stage, court, or field, we sell sponsorships to things like that through IMG. And then on location can take the premium uh, inventory and develop experiences that with it to create more value to the consumer and of course to the rights holder as well. And then on the on-location side, we work with many different rights holders outside of the ING and Endeavor portfolio, like the NFL, the Olympics, and so many others, which I'll go into. Just a breathtaking amount of activities. And I guess on the front end of this for the consumers and the people that, ex- that experience your events and shows, it just seems so beautiful and completely finish, but I know there's so much that goes into all of this. And, you know, this blend of virtual and real experiences and consumption, what do you think uh, the future of media entertainment looks like? It could be consumption, it could be production, distribution. I know there's a lot of changes. Can you describe that change? What does it look like? So when you think about the future of media and events, I'm going to separate the two. The future of media In many ways, in my mind, it's really less about the platform and about the great way we can communicate. And when we think about media, you think about it in three parts. Are you trying to educate people? Are you trying to inspire people? Or are you you trying to entertain people? And then we think about how do we communicate that to uh, consumers through different platforms? You know, in the olden days, it was about radio, television magazines, newspapers, um, and in some cases, even live events. In the, in, we've seen the evolution of how digital certainly disrupted all of that and then created the ability to put all of media through digital platform. And then we're seeing the importance of short form content creation through social and other mechanisms. And I think that the world of media is going to continue to evolve as we understand and learn more ways to communicate to each other. But the basic fundamentals of people like to read things, they like to listen things, they like to watch things, and they like to go to things. And that that ultimately, that piece won't change. But what how you receive that is going to continue to evolve and get really exciting. How we as business professionals monetize and market that and create that, that's always going to be evolving because as we as more choices for information is created, the more opportunities people have to get content the more and the more choices people have to reach people on the other side of that content that that's where it gets super exciting on the event side of it we're seeing more excitement for live events than ever absolutely and we're also seeing how people are being very uh, clear and discerning about their events they want great products and they're willing to pay for it so when you have something is super super exciting in the world of music like Taylor Swift you can see the energy that's created around that Mm-hmm. And we see that in a lot of the areas that we work on. For example, the excitement that we have around the upcoming Super Bowl that's going to be taking place in Las Vegas. The enormous amount of energy and excitement about the way people are seeking out unique experiences and, uh, and, and you know, the amount of demand that's generated from that is, is just fantastic. And similarly on the Olympics, you know, next year will be the first Olympic in almost eight, in over eight years and in the Summer Games that where we're going to have fans there Um, The last one was in Tokyo, as you know, during COVID. So they didn't have fans there. And it's in Paris. 
which is one of the most magical cities in the world. So you've got an Olympic and Paris, and you can see how people are now starting to really like clamor to be able to not just go, but to go and have a true incredible experience where extraordinary experiences are going to be really important. And that's how people are going to be choosing where they're going to put their money. That atomization of, of distribution and the choices for consumers, obviously good for consumers. What's interesting as I listen to you is that events are live things. I mean, the quality of them and all kinds of things evolve, but ultimately the human experience at an event really hasn't has not and should not change it'll get better but generally you're with other people the energy you describe you know taylor swift is an interesting example you know when jay powell at the fed uses the taylor swift economy because every time she goes to a town it's like billions of dollars revenue for the economy so in the context of economic impact Uh, of events on communities. It'd be interesting to hear how you think about the intersection of events and communities. So events are communities. They're really the bringing together of people who are interested in the same concepts, the same products, the same excitement. When you go to a tennis event, it's the, it's the bringing together of people from all over the world in some cases, and just sometimes more locally, who are really excited to immerse themselves into uh, a tennis experience. We see that in the world of sport. You know, when people, when the NCAA is happening, it's the pure excitement of whatever NCAA sport they're coming to see. And we work with the NCAA across all the sports um, that they have championships on. So whether it's men's or women's basketball, wrestling, uh, beach volleyball, court volleyball, um, bet, uh, softball, baseball, it doesn't matter. It brings together people who are passionate about the sport, passionate about what they're there to go see, sometimes really passionate about the market that exists. Uh, and then overall, uh, just, you know, really brings together community. People love being, being together. And that, that's really where the excitement begins. Again, when you go to a great concert or a great sporting event, and you're in the middle of the energy of it, there's nothing that replaces that. You can't, you can certainly get that Uh, a, a little bit of that on television and a little bit of that on radio because you, but you're further away from it. The reality is when you're there live, there's nothing that replaces that. So crossing my experiences from media into live events, the one thing I've noticed is what people really want to do is be there. So if they're going to be there, that's what they're going to be their first choice. If they can't be there, they're going to want to watch it or listen to it. But being there can't be replaced. That is something that cannot be replaced with AI, anything zeros and ones. You have to be there and uh, nothing replaces that. Um, as you know, uh, Paul, these shows are short. So we're going to go through a little bit of a lightning round just for people to get to know you as a person. Are you ready? Sure. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. What do you do for fun? Um, I loved I love music and I love sports. Um, but my primary course of fun is nothing's more fun for me than sitting behind a piano and uh, playing something. How do you stay healthy? I try to eat right. I'm pescatarian. I also work out and I try to get good sleep. And I bought an aura ring that helps me with all of that. Love it. What's your favorite song? My favorite song is, uh, I'm a Jersey guy. So it's Bruce Springsteen, 10th Avenue Freeze Out. And, uh, and seeing him in concert right after Clarence Clemens died still brings a tear to my eye every time they get to this part that speaks. A remarkable New Jersey native that loves another remarkable New Jersey native. Paul, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. 
I mean, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it too. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. For information and links about today's guests, check out the show notes and visit topofthegame-thepod.com. Your host, Javier Sade, the show Top of the Game. Thanks for listening.